Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode of You Don't Know Me Yet Presents Talking Football with me, your host, Tad Prescott. Join me every week as I sit down with NFL and celebrity personalities as we discuss their favorite teams, NFL news, trades, releases, and their predictions on this year's Super Bowl champs and league MVP. This is Tad Prescott with You Don't Know Me Yet Presents Talking Football. Hey guys, and welcome into a new episode of You Don't Know Me Yet Presents Talking Football with me, Tad Prescott, joined as always by my co-host, Jacoby Griffin. Kobe Lope, what's up, babe? Man, what's up, man? Been a long time, Tad. Yeah, man, I know, man. We just got back from Colorado. Some other shit came over. I'm actually still trying to get my lungs back from Colorado. I still don't think I'm breathing correctly, but you know, like you said, it's been a long time. Since then, of course, the draft is happening so much with the draft and you know, everybody else has their their takes and their, their topics, you know, but we're going to stick with what we like to talk about and... Like I said, so much with that draft happened. But um, the, what I want to start off with, man, is is the comparison I want to drop off right now with Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. And I'm not comparing them in, as players. So please make sure when we start talking about this, you, you keep that in contrast, that I am not comparing them as players. We can't compare their style of play, is if that's what you want to talk about. But as of right now, that's not really what my thing is. What I'm hold up on is that we've seen Kyler Murray sit out there and continuously say, you know, he's not going to play under the tag. You know, he's not going to play under his fifth-year deal. He's looking for an extension, a big, big money extension. They've had him come out as well as veterans on that team come out and say the Arizona Cardinals have done nothing to help this guy succeed, which we've called bullshit in the past. And then you see Lamar Jackson on the other end where Lamar, you, he's quiet. You don't hear anything out of his camp. He and his mom aren't saying anything. You know, they believe they'll get the long-term deal. But as I've said and continues, and I'm going to say again, I don't see the Ravens doing anything to bolster or show that they believe in that young man. And the reason that I want to compare him right now is because something happened in the draft that completely supports what I've been saying. And that's that the the Baltimore Ravens traded away Marquise Hollywood Brown away from the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's, I would say, number two target, because I believe Mark Andrews is his number one, but his number two target Away to the Arizona Cardinals to Kyler Murray, his former teammate, his college quarterback, again giving Kyler Murray yet another weapon to go along with everything else that they brought to him in Arizona. So it's like, why is it that we can hear sit here and listen to Kyler Murray bitch and say, you know, the number one overall pick that I'm not gonna play into this deal that y'all have done nothing to give me to succeed, and then vice versa, Lamar Jackson, the number thirty-two overall pick, former MVP, over here with nothing to work with keeping his mouth shut. It's like, what What the fuck is going on? Tad, you you said a, a lot, a real lot, like a mouthful. And, like, I'm just surprised, like, Hollywood Brown going there, they giving Kyler Murray another piece. So my another thing piece. is, I, is I think the Cardinals are buying in. But Kyler Murray is being a baby right now. Cardinals are buying in because you got to look at it. Even though D-Hop just got suspended, you're still looking at D-Hop train, Get back. He come back healthy. You got a healthy D-Hop. You just signed A.J. Uh, Green to another one-year deal. You just got uh, Zach Ertz over there. Then you yep. got more kid. And then Hollywood Brown. He got basically got his, Connor in the backfield. his Oklahoma offense, basically. Air raid offense. You could go over top with a guy. Then on top of that, where he didn't have in Oklahoma, you got a possession guy, D-Hop. That if he's healthy, I'm taking D-Hop as top five receiver all day in the league. Day, top three. And what's crazy, man, like, I think Lamar Jackson is an amazing athlete. I think he should get paid for what he has done. Now, if you're paying him, then what you think he probably can do in the long run, 
so so. But what he has done, he has put that franchise on his back and trading out Marquise Brown. That dude shows that. Like I don't think the Ravens are just hey, we want to pay him that money. But let me see what Lamar can do without those big pieces. Okay, we got your number one, Andrews, but can you make other guys around you better? And if you don't make other guys around you better, it's either you're going to take the money that we're going to give you or we're going to move on from you. And that's what I think the type of situation Lamar Jackson is in. Like, everybody knows the Ravens is going to come out and try to run the ball. But the biggest thing in Lamar Jackson game that he has to prove this year to me personally is can you throw the ball when I'm dropping back in coverage? And you're down 14 points. No, and I mean, yeah, that's that's definitely an argument that we've had. That's one that I've sat here and said, you know, that I don't believe Lamar could do. And and although I said I didn't want to compare them as players, I do want to compare what they've done on the field. And that's why it's, it, like, blows my mind because when we look at what they've done on the field, again, Lamar Jackson is an MVP. Kyler Murray's not. Like I said, Lamar Jackson has won big games. He's won in the playoffs. He's brought his team back down. I remember the one Kyler Murray ball, Hail Mary, where he threw it up to D-Hop. And again, like you said, D-Hop's down there. So, again, that's a, that's a 50-50 ball. But I, even though I, I, I talk shit about Lamar and I'm like, I don't trust Lamar in those in those those situations to win games, I've seen Lamar win those games. And yet you just continue to deteriorate what's around him. And again, I've seen him win those games with nothing even compared to what Kyler Murray has over there. And then vice versa, to see Kyler Murray on that other end where you, you hadn't done it yet. Like I said, uh, you hadn't succeeded in the playoffs. You hadn't been able to, to bring your team back. You're not an MVP candidate or won an MVP. And to see all these pieces continuously be put around you and you, quote, unquote, fall short of it, and yet you sit here and have the audacity to bitch and say, I want my $50 million. Man, go out there and show those people that they owe you $50 million. Go out there and, and, do, and win something, play something. And, again, I know it's a quarterback – league it's driven by the quarterbacks and quarterbacks right now are the market and and being the brother of a, of a top paid quarterback right now I may sound like a hypocrite but Dak wasn't out there talking about what he wasn't going to do if he didn't get this money you know Dak was out there talking about what I will do to continue to show that I earned this money and that's all I asked that Kyler Murray do bro is that you go out there and show that you you deserve the money you're asking for because again you have every piece around you and where this guy over here has nothing like, he lost his defense. He lost his starting running back. He just, again, just took a star player away from him. And like I said, we sit there and I go where the organization is not behind this guy, where I believe they think they can win with a different quarterback. Whereas Kyler Murray, like I said, they've given you everything, starting from the coach that you got, which I know is lucky or whatever that may be, but them hiring that coach and then going to making you that number one overall pick, it's it's like it's crazy, bro. And like I said, it's it's, it's what I go Man, back I, to, like, I, when you said the Baker Mayfield shit, oh, Baker's been handed everything in his life and everything he's been given. Now, I'm not going to take, again, I told you, I'm not going to take away what these guys did in college because Kyler Murray did win a Heisman Trophy in college. He was an undefeated four-time state champion one, 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 two. at Allen. Who? I know he did. He had, True statement. But that's what I'm saying. Like, for me, Kyler is one of those guys that you can be like, man, you just expect this shit to be great, and when it's not great, you start pointing fingers because I've seen the NFL. We saw it as coming out as the number one recruit going to AM when shit wasn't working for him in AM when he was getting his head beaten in the SEC. When he realized I'm not the fastest guy on the field here in the SEC, he went to Oklahoma. He pulled the same shit Baker did. He went to Oklahoma, he went to the best team in that division, one of my Heisman. Yes, like you said, we saw Lamar win it. We saw Lamar do it at Louisville. We again we saw him do it more with his legs than his arm. But again, the man came out as a first round draft. I mean, as a first round draft pick, number thirty two overall, and you don't see the diva in him. You don't see the finger pointing when shit goes bad for Lamar. You hear Lamar say, "That's on me. I need to get better." 
we don't hear that out of Kyler. And it's like just for the mindset for what they're wanting to happen, bro, I just wish you it would switch. And again, it's not that I'm saying I want Lamar out here bitching about what he don't have. But if there's one of them that can bitch about what he don't have, it's that one. Where I feel like the other one needs to shut up, get out here, bro, and earn your money. Arizona's done everything they can to show you we're behind you. And I think they're going to continue to do everything by giving you this contract. So, man, just go out here and play ball, bro. And, that's, and I'm going to be real to tell you, I think overall the Ravens organization is, is is playing games with Lamar because I feel like now that you say what you say, yeah, Lamar, you should speak up. Like, they're not giving you shit, bro, and you're going out there putting everything on the line and you're producing every year. Like, you know I'm a big critic about Lamar throwing the ball, but he's producing. He's putting them in games. And I feel like if Lamar speaks up more, he probably get the pieces because – I'll be in there raving hell if you trade off. Not saying Hollywood Brown is Antonio Brown or somebody else. Oh, but I'm still pissed. Off. That's the only juice he you had on the team. He's a valuable piece. And I'm more like, damn, why would you trade out a valuable piece and you're making this kid try to do everything? And this kid is trying to get his money. And I feel like the Baltimore Ravens are trying to do everything in their power not to pay him. Like, Bro, you still got a Julio Jones and Odell Beckham out there. Shit, if you're going to do something, sign one of those guys. At least show me that you're buying into me just like I'm buying into you. I'm being the adult and not speaking about y'all. Yeah, he's days. not even speaking. And that's the back. thing is I got a lot of respect for Lamar because he's not even saying nothing. He's been a, a real mature person about it. Sometimes you have to just go at the franchise because I think the franchise is doing everything not to pay Lamar or hoping that he get hurt to try to give him a, a crazy deal. like. Give now, how much, and I don't want to be the I don't want to be somebody that downloads like, because I love, I love the fact that Lamar's mama is his agent. I, I really do. You know, like I said, I love the fact that Lamar's mama is his agent. People all the time, you know, why are you not Dak saying? I tell my time, mean, you know, I don't have the education for that shit. And that shit was proven to me, you know, before Dak was drafted. You know, I I used to make those jokes like, oh, I'll be his agent, I'll be his manager. But him becoming drafted, and him being in the league showed me more than anything that I don't have an agent's mind. I'm not equipped for that shit. I'm not educated for that shit. And that goes back to, I remember Dak's first agent when Dak started getting up for those deals, you know, because Dak coming into the league, Drew Rosenhaus used to hit me up regularly, you know, boom, 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 Mike, Mark Katz. And one of the things that they used to say is that they knew who Dak was signing with. And they say, you know, they can't handle what's coming for Dak. They didn't realize what Dak was going to be. They can't handle that contract. And eventually Dak ended up leaving those guys, you know, and he ended up signing with a Todd friends, a guy that's established, you know, a guy that's known for getting those contracts. Is that maybe where Lamar's making the mistake? Because he's trying to hold on and let his mama be his agent. You know, where that may have been worked and been cool for the first four years because everything's stipulated, everything's what it is. You're a rookie. This is how it is. This is where it sets. But now going into trying to get that bigger upper echelon deal, get that wording, get that specific language in there. Is Lamar making a mistake by holding on to his mama as an agent? Should he maybe look at a Drew Rosenhaus, a Todd France, get out there to a CA, a David Mogetta? and maybe get to one of these bigger-name agents. I, I, I 100% think you're right on that, Tan. Like, you know, I love my mama, you know what I'm saying? And I believe a lot of people love their moms. But sometimes, you know, you got to let moms be moms, and you be the athlete. And like you say, pay those guys to go get that guy because that's what he do every day, like a Ty Francis or, you know, Drew Rosenhaus, somebody that do that every day, no disrespect to his mom. Like, that's not what you do, mom. Be a mom and let him play ball. Let his game speak for the money that he's going to get paid and let a real shark or a dog go in there and negotiate with the Ravens. Because I feel like if he had a real agent, that real agent would be telling him, how the hell you want my player to be elite and you ain't giving him shit to work with. Mark Andrews is an elite player, but you're not going to put Mark Andrews on the side to go beat a, 
a goddamn Tredavious White at corner because those are the guys that you're seeing in AOC. If you get to that next level where you try to get to the playoffs, Mark Andrews is not going to be uh, a Tredavious White one-on-one. I don't give a damn what you say. Yeah, You know, no. and I just think like, yeah, 100% Tay, you got to move on to the shark. That, that this agent that's putting him in the right position to be successful. If not, I think Lamar is going to be in trouble when it comes contract time. Because I know damn well, if his mom not saying nothing now, she's not going to say nothing when the small money, the only thing she's going to do is a yes or a no. She don't know the what he need on the outside, what he need behind him, what he need in front of him. She don't, I don't think she knows football like that. All she sees her baby running down the field, and I want my baby to get me. I'm not going to sit here and, and say what she may or may not know about football because my mom came in, like I said, my mom started watching us play football. She didn't know a damn thing about the game. By the time Dak senior year in high school, she could have been a ref. So I'm not going to sit here and talk about what his mom may or may not know. But like I said, and again, who knows what she's been doing for these four years that he's been in the league, these five years been in the league. She may have been working on that, that business degree, that law degree to learn that language, you know? So again, I don't want to sit here and say that that's a fault, but again, like you just said, I remember, you know, when I was, I used, like I said, bringing my situation back to Dak and, oh man, let me be a manager. Let me do this. I'm going to do this. And, and I remember Dak just sat me down one day and was like, bro, you know, the, the outside shit will come as far as that business shit, bro. Just be my brother. I don't, I don't need you to handle none of that shit. Just be my brother. And like I said, at first, that was some shit that, you know, I kind of took offense to. Like, oh, bro, you know, I've been I've been a manager and a general manager and an area manager doing all this shit. You don't think I can handle this? And then, like I said, you get to where you really sit with these guys. You sit and you talk to a Todd friend. You sit and you talk to them again. Man, it's so much more that goes into that contract than just make sure I get this much money. You know, yeah. like there's special language that goes into it to protect your players. There's special language that goes into it to protect the franchise. And there's shit that you have to know. And like you said, and again, we talk about the agency Dak was with. I'm not going to mention them. I'm not going to say because some of the guys with that agency we still talk with, we're still good friends with. But again, when it went to that head agent, it came to a point where, man, I got I got to get out of this. I don't know if you can bring it to this level. And which Dak ended up with CCA, he ended up with Todd France. And again, you know, players first were athletes first. And you see where it is now. He's one of the highest paid guys in the league. Just to get a little bit just more spicy and just be real, Tash, she's a female. Like, what female agent is in the game right now? There's what a female few. Agent, I mean, what female is in the front office of any NFL team? Not saying it, but, you know, most franchises, they're probably not even looking at respecting her wise to even talk to her about a contract because she's a female. There's no females in the agent game. Now, there's there's like one or two, so you might want to, you know, rehinder that before you just say that out loud. Especially elite, elite women. And exactly. You know what there's I mean, elite women. Okay. I was just saying, I was just reading about one not too long ago who had a few decent athletes on her roster. And like I said, I mean, I want to say the as far as just women in the game, this ain't the NFL, but I mean, they have many NFL uh, women uh, athletic trainers now. We have NFL. But one or two, but how And again, I get, I get where you're going. I'm just trying to let you know you said it the wrong way. That's all I'm trying to say. But, you know, but I do get where you're going. But like I said, it, it, I hope that's not what it is. I said, because, again, he's been completely mature in it. I said, I thought when he lost Hollywood Brown, his Twitter and everything would blow up. You know, I can't believe this bullshit, blah, 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 BS, you know. Whereas, again, Kyler Murray, he, 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 we saw out there that, you know, there were reports that he was asking that they trade for CeeDee Lamb to get him over there, that he wanted one of his college receivers. And now he has one. And, again, we, we talk shit about, you know, Lamar and every now and then about missing reads and his ability to throw the ball where we don't question that about Kyler. So, we don't even know if we've seen the best out of Hollywood Brown yet. You know, who Hollywood Brown may go over there and, again, even take off even more on his level. But getting back to those quarterbacks, man, like I said, I, I, I'm hurting for Lamar. 
Like I said, Tyler, it's all something that's going to play out. We're going to see what happens. Again, I, I said it before, I don't think Lamar ends up with one of those big money deals. If he does get paid, I don't even think they put him in the top five. Whereas with Kyler, I believe, you know, they, they may try to play with him. You know, I don't know. Like I said, again, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall guy. Kind of seems like a diva. He may be somebody that will actually try to sit out a few games to try to make a statement. So it's just something that plays out, man. But like I said, bro, we got lots more to talk oh, about. Yeah, before we go, on the agent. Yes, I will say it. She's nice. Top picks in last year draft and this year draft. Exactly. I was, I was just reading about it. That's why I was like, I don't want you to say that. Like, I was just reading about this woman, and I know there's a woman agent who's out there doing her damn thing right now. So Shout out to yeah. Nicole Lynn. Shout out to Nicole Lynn. Another lady to make Jacoby look stupid. I appreciate it. But hey, like I said, man, we have so much to talk about. Like I said, there was other trades in the draft. We saw A.J. Brown uh, get traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. We saw the Saints make two moves with picking up Tyron Matthew and Jarvis Landry. And we're still wondering what's going to happen with Debo and Baker, man. Hey, guys, this is You Don't Know Me Yet presents the talk. Excuse me. You Don't Know Me Yet presents Talking Football on the Ebony Podcast platform. And we'll be right back. You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network. Hey, guys, and welcome back into You Don't Know Me Yet presents Talking Football on the Ebony Podcast platform. So, like I said, man, before we left, I mentioned a few receivers that had got on the move. We talked about, you know, Hollywood Brown in extent. But going back, where I'm going with that is is Jacoby, your boy, Debo. Like I said, your fantasy leader this last year, you know, requested a trade before the draft. Everything started, you know, we really thought maybe he could be a draft day trade. Nothing happened with him. And since then, since asking for the trade, like I said, we've seen three guys on the move. We Again, draft day trade. We saw A.J. Brown get moved from Tennessee to Philly. We saw uh, Hollywood Brown get moved from Baltimore to Arizona. We just just saw the Saints pick up Jarvis Landry. Looks like Debo's going to be a 49er. Am I wrong? Man, Tad, you know, I like to argue with you. I've been liking to argue with you since I was a little boy. I think Debo's going to be a 49er. It's just, you got to look at the market. Like, a lot of teams just spent all their money, free agent. And the teams that probably want Debo, I don't care what Debo's saying. I'm not leaving the 49ers to go be with the Jets. Or I'm not leaving the 49ers. Well, chance was Miami. Or, you know, 49ers go be with Saints to go play with Jameis Winston. For sure, i take Jimmy G and Trey Lance over Jameis Winston any day, and I ain't even seen Trey Lance even play like that. That's just my perception of it. They got to look at it, man. The 49ers got an amazing offensive line. It's just Debo got to go in there and tell them, like, hey, man, I want to play receiver. If you're going to put me at running back, pay me like an athlete. Don't pay me like a second-tier receiver because I'm doing more than just receiver for you. I'm going to get you five hundred on the ground. Seven touchdowns on the ground. Vice versa, I'm going to get you a thousand in the air and six to seven more touchdowns in the air. So if you're gonna pay me, compensate me and think about the things that I'm doing for this team. But I just think like the building, the setup for the 49ers is just a little, you know, misunderstanding with the front office guys and how Debo feel like he should be used and should be paid. Kind of like I think with Le'Veon Bell, somebody said, Debo, tell them to keep you out the backfield. And that's what Debo gotta do. Keep him out the backfield because when it comes to payday tag. They're going to pay him like a receiver. They're not going to pay him because he got seven on the ground. Or, you know, no, we look at no, it. No. Debo might look at it. That's how they should pay him. But they're paying Debo as a receiver. No, that's how Debo wants to be paid as a receiver. Because let's be honest, receivers are getting paid right now. Like you said, we saw Tyreek Hill uh, get his money after going to Miami. We know what Debo's getting. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, excuse me, not Debo, but uh, Dante Adams. You've seen guys uh, like. D-Hop. So, like I said, those guys are in the 27 almost $30 million range. So, And that's what he wants. But, again, I think it's a bigger hindrance on how he plays. 
because we hadn't seen Debo be a route runner. We hadn't seen Debo line out there at the X and just kill people. And again, you can put that on the quarterbacks because I don't like either quarterback he plays with. So, you know, anytime that we do see him catch a ball, it's most time on a scramble or it's a deep goal. Debo doing his thing after the catch. Exactly. So they have to give him the ball for outside of the backfield or on the sweeps and things like that, which that utilizes his game. Again, we saw A.J. Brown get moved from Tennessee to Philadelphia. You saw Jarvis Landry just get picked up. Jarvis and A.J. both run routes. And uh, Hollywood Brown, you know, I hadn't really been able to see his route running that ability all that well because he does play in Baltimore a lot of times. The same thing. His quarterback is, is in trouble trying to get outside the pocket. But, you know, I think there's more speed with there. But like you just said, when you're out there, when you see three guys get moved after you ask for a trade, not to mention the biggest one being A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown got paid the moment he touched down in Philadelphia. So, I mean, that's what you were wanting, Debo. You're wanting to get trades. You're wanting to get that bag. You're trying to look for that money or whatever it is. And the Philadelphia Eagles traded for A.J. Brown. And, hey, bud, the moment your feet touch the ground on Philly, here's a paper to sign this money, get this guaranteed, and let's play football. So, I think, like I said, I don't think it's an indictment on Debo because we all know Debo can play. But I think other teams now are asking, can Debo be strictly a receiver? Can Debo go out there and be – no, can Debo go be a Jalen Ramsey? But you know – you know when it comes to the front offices, they like to, you know, be assholes. So my thing is, me and you see the production. But they're of asking questions. They're not being assholes. They're asking you know questions. what I'm saying? You me and you see the production of Debo. Yeah, but, Debo but again, like, but that's not what the problem is right now. Exactly. We see the production in Debo, and Debo's asking the team to get rid of 50% of that production. He's asking somebody not to make me run the ball anymore when that's at least 50% of his production. So that's where it gets down to where you, if you're somebody that run, who is it, John Lynch, I believe, is the 49ers uh, GM, to where if you go, okay, bud, you want to be paid, you want to be a Jamar Chase, you want to be used like one of these guys, can you go out there, line up across from Jalen Ramsey, who's in our fucking division, who's in our conference, and he beat him consistently? He, he made Jalen didn't want to tackle. He killed him. Don't do that. We can put Not route running. He made Jalen not want to tackle after he had five yards, five, seven yards, built the speed running from the backfield head. But that's what he said, Tad. That's what he's routing Jalen. That's part no, of the game. He wants to be paid. Exactly. That low, no, you're hurting his thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If you want to be paid like that, you have to be used like that. But I'm that's you. you. You know I'm for Debo. It's not Ramsey every game. I'm, 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 I'm for Debo getting paid. 100% getting paid, but I'm trying to tell Debo how the GMs are looking at it. If, if it's me, I'm paying Debo. Debo is my offense. Without Jimmy, without Debo, Jimmy G can't throw the weak-ass passes he throw. Without goddamn Debo, the offense don't roll. When Green Bay and Lambeau Field is snowing, I can't give the motherfucker to Elijah Mitchell. I'm giving it to Debo Samuel. I'm going to go win the game with Debo. So at the end of the day, yes, you pay Debo because that's what he do. He is your team. But also, I agree. No, everything you're saying, I agree with. What you're not comprehending is Debo doesn't want to do what you just said. He doesn't want to go into Lambeau and be giving the ball over Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, because they don't want to pay him a 30. If, if 49ers give him 30, Debo will run that thing 20 times a game if they give him 30. Well, then why did he come out and say it's not about the money, it's about how they use me? Because you know players don't. They want to play that role. Debo want the bread. Debo get 30, he going to carry 20 times. And I'm going on record, Jalen Ramsey get hit his. He even killed Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was scared to tackle. And they give you 100 million, you got to tackle. I don't care what you say. I know you're a cover corner. Debo took his heart. 
moving on, moving on. Another guy that that we both like, a guy that I like a lot. Like I said, we got to watch him really in high school. Uh, played at Starkville High School, A.J. Brown. Like I said, man, he was somebody that you had brought up a few times about what would Tennessee do, would they pay him. Uh, I was convinced that Mike Rabel and the organization in Tennessee was too smart to let a player like A.J. Brown go, and you kind of called it. Now, to see him traded on draft day like that, and like I said, he got his bag. How big is that for A.J. Brown, and, and does that make the Eagles better? Man, that's real big for A.J. Brown. But I'd be real to tell you, I don't think, think he's going to a better quarterback. Like, and I was that's what say, I'm saying. You think Tannehill's worse than Jalen? Uh, yeah, man, they about the same to me. Like, I think they put both put, – I, I think Jalen can put me in a, a better position than Tannehill because of Jalen legs and he can throw a little bit. But I just seen Tannehill lose games where, like, I know Derrick Henry, my guy. Derrick Henry should touch it. I'd rather Derrick Henry touch it 50 times a game than Tannehill throw it 25. And I didn't see Tannehill actually lose a game. And that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, now, and that's my question, Tannehill. Like, I don't even know if his receiver's starting to chase money now because even with that, I'm not trying to get off the subject. I seen just a video of Tua throwing the ball to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had to stop and turn around and catch it. So that's oh, that's because Tyreek Tyreek chased money. Tyreek already has a ring. And that's why I feel. I feel like AJ chased the money. I just, I just don't think Philly is more of a better situation than Tennessee and vice versa. I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. He owned that division. So you're not gonna win a division title, but just off of if you're looking at history, you're not gonna win a division title, AJ. So what the point are you going to Philadelphia? You're not even be real with you. If you're looking at it for real, you're probably not even looking at getting the Super Bowl no time soon. Because one thing you can say, they cri- they criticize the Cowboys, but Cowboys is really the team to win the division every year. And, yes, Philly had a draft, and I feel like they drafted to compete with the Cowboys. I think the A.J. Brown trade was to compete with the Cowboys. But I'm going to be real with you. A.J. Brown got to go beat Trayvon Diggs, and we've seen. A.J. Brown can hit Trayvon Diggs with a double move. You've seen double moves with with Trayvon Diggs a lot, he get beat a little bit sometimes for overguessing it. But Trayvon Diggs overall is an elite cone in the league right now. So you're trying to tell me A.J. Brown's going to beat Trayvon Diggs and win games two times out of a year and go win a division? No, I don't think so. Like, yeah. I just don't think – I'm not somebody to sit here and say that, but, lo, you forget, bro. They didn't bring A.J. Brown to Philly to be A.J. Brown of Tennessee. A.J. Brown of Tennessee – was it? It was either you're giving the ball to D. D. Henry, or we're finding a way to get it to A.J. Brown. In Philly, you come with a mobile quarterback who can get loose. You have two decent running backs in Miles Sanders, uh, Bar Scott still over there doing his thing. But more importantly, bro, you still got to watch this young kid over here from Alabama, this Heisman Trophy winner who's on the other side of me. That's what he was brought over there for. Because now this is a big thing for Jalen Hurts. I still got Dallas Goddard running in the middle. Not only that, I still got that boy from TCU out here playing somewhere in the in the slot. So not only do you have to sit here and watch me, A.J. Brown, who you know what I'm going to do, you've seen what this young kid in Devontae does. So, yeah, I get it. Trayvon has to hold one. We've, we've seen our other cornerbacks be suspect and get beat. So now, do you want a, do you want Diggs holding a bet? Because, yes, Diggs is good and Diggs is a vet in this league, but A.J. Brown right now got, what, two years on him. That's a real vet. Or do you want him holding this this Heisman Trophy superstar who showed coming in as a rookie? That shit wasn't a fluke. I can do this shit. So like I said, it gets to the point where now you have to make a decision, bro. You can't sit two over here and watch this. You can't sit two over here and watch this. 
we got to make decision on which one we're going to cover, bro. Those two young men, depending on what Jalen does, could become one of the top duos in the NFL, but I, bro. I also feel like Smith lined up in the slot a lot last year, and I think for sure. He had to. And that's he had to. I'm for sure he's going to line up in the slot a lot this year with A.J. Brown, but that's what I'm saying, Tad. I guess I understand what you're saying about Anthony Brown, but I feel like Jordan Lewis, Jordan Lewis holds his own. And Jordan Lewis is a physical corner, and I haven't just seen Devontae Smith get just physical like that. You know, and if Devontae Smith can be a physical player and beat Jordan Lewis, yes, but, Tad, you still got to forget, like, I don't care what nobody say, you still got to go beat the Cowboys. Like, you still, like, got a ZKL, and you still got to go stop. Hey, bro, you need to go watch the tape. Uh, that man may be lined up one time in slot against us. In the two games that we played him, he may be lined up at slot one time. Now, again, he had digs over him for the majority of the game, so he was quiet. But that's what I'm saying. This season, is Diggs going to be over him or is Diggs over AJ? Because we don't even know what's going on. We don't, I mean, like I said, we still got Anthony Brown, but we don't know what's going on with Joseph. We don't like that. That's where everybody thought was going to be our, our next big guy at, at cornerback. But, you know, with everything going on with him, we don't even know if he's going to be on the team. As of right now, he still is. But we don't know what's going on with boss man. So, and like you said, we've seen A.B. We've seen A.B. get beat. We've seen A.B. with Holmes. Like I said, we've seen people deliberately target A.B. for either a touchdown or a first down. It's like, go to number 30 and we know what we're going to get. So, again, I get what you're saying. I just don't think the man was chasing money. I really don't. Yes, he left the best. His team was the best team in the division. I mean, excuse me, in the, in his conference. I think the last two years they were the number one seed in the, in the AFC period. So he left a great situation over there. But, again, he left a great team situation, I think, to come to a better player situation and team situation. I think he's going to be a lot happier in Philly. Like I said, nothing really is changing. He's played in cold weather he misses at Ole Miss. He played in cold weather at Starkville. He played in cold weather at Tennessee. So he's in Philly. Nothing's going to change. Like I said, the only thing that's going to change is now he has to see the Cowboys twice a year. Like I said, Philly and Dallas right now are the teams to beat. You see the Washington trying to do a little something. They brought Wentz over there, which we know Wentz is going to crash and burn. The Giants right now are the are the terrible Giants with Danny throw the ball over dimes. So it, it's interesting, bro. Philly, for whatever reason, always pushes us. And like you just said, they had a great draft. They were able to make offensive moves without having to draft. They brought N'Kobe Dean over there. They got the other D tackle from Georgia. They were able to, you know, look into the future about if Fletcher Cox is not there next year after they just signed him on a one-year deal. So, like I said, it, it's tough. And like I said, bro, and not to mention, you sit here and talk about, like, we the same Dallas Cowboys we were last year. We're not. We lost a fuck ton, son. We lost a lot, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Like I said, we lost a, a little bit on the defensive side of the ball, so. To sit here and be like, we got better on the draft, I would say we didn't. I would say they got better than us in this draft. And like I said, yes, where it stands out as to where the better position is by far is quarterback. We by far have the better quarterback in that division. But, but if I you look across the skill positions, I'm not saying you can't line them up one for one, bud. I got a question, and I'm honestly, what makes this draft any different from last year's draft besides Michael Parsons? What what the Eagles did? The Eagles got better defensively. The Eagles they didn't. Had they, good. They, had last year, Pat. they had um Smith. They drafted Smith last year. Jalen Ray is nice. That's what I'm saying. That's why, why, I, why are you not listening to me? I just said they went fucking defense to get better this year for the oh, Eagles. Philly about- didn't have defense. Philly always had a nice defense. No, except for last year when their defense crashed and fucking burned on them. Their offense is what kept them in games last year, bro. You better go back and watch some fucking tape. Well, I'm telling besides you, Harry, I'm, besides these things, they don't have shit over there. Fletch is getting old. They lost uh, Graham. Graham been gone for two years. 
Like I said, Darius Slayton is the only thing they got over there. They just rebuilt that shit over there with Kobe Dean and another D tackle. They got better defensively. But what I'm saying, I understand that, but to be real, and we got worse offensively. You lost Coop. I think the offense is good. That just we lost, we lost two offensive linemen. You just got a first like round. You just got a first round offensive lineman. Who I don't think we should have took. Not, he's not he's gonna go guard. He won't play tackle. I think when you lose a guy like Randy Gregory and somebody like Jermaine Johnson from Florida State is still sitting on the fucking clock at 24, you take him. You don't go reach from a fucking old tackle that played at Tulsa. You go get this guy who worked his way but up. Go look at Armstrong's stats. Protect the top five pick. Make your team fucking better. But go look at Armstrong's stats. Ty Armstrong's stats is the same as Randy Gregory. And we just paid Armstrong. What makes Randy Gregory better than Armstrong? And Armstrong is younger. I said you go get a guy. That's why you still go get a guy like Jermaine Johnson. You know, a guy that played at Florida State. You don't reach for a left tackle that played at Tulsa, bud. But why? Why do that? And you got this guy Armstrong on the on the roster that proved to you he could go get five to six sacks. Because five to six sacks, when you got five guys on your team that can intercorporate with for five to six sacks, that's how you win a fucking Super Bowl. Go Jump back and watch the Giants. Five to six sacks go back and watch the Giants. Go back and watch the Eagles the year that they won the Super Bowl. The Eagles rotated their defensive line every two fucking series, if not every two plays. When you can do that, which is what the Dallas Cowboys was doing last year, that's because that's what Dan Quinn does. Dan Quinn does not leave the same fucking four guys on there the entire time. He rotates the fuck out of them. So why now are you telling me that it's not good in a defense that rotates D linemen to go get a guy who was projected a top five pick who's sitting there at 24? But you who could you understand what you're saying with Jermaine Johnson, but you acting like Florida State just was elite last year. No, I'm acting like that man was. I know who the fuck that man was. Again, that man was projected top five, if not top three pick. on the board and took a tackle that we could have gotten in the second round. But you're hoping he's like that in the NFL. We seen Armstrong like that in the NFL. Armstrong produced last year when D-Law was out. I understand they rotate out. I'm not hating on Armstrong. You're not catching the fucking point. I'm not hating on Armstrong. What I'm saying is putting Jermaine Johnson makes him better. Because know. when Armstrong gets gassed, then you bring Jermaine Johnson out here, run something, rook. All right, Jermaine Johnson, come uh, come back out here and do your fucking thing. I'm not saying Armstrong can't play ball. I like Armstrong. But what I'm saying is is replacing Randy Gregory, a guy who, again, you used last year to rotate Armstrong out with, would be better than reaching for a fucking left tackle who you're not going to play this year because you're still holding on to Tyron Smith. That's where I'm going. Guard, Tad. They're moving him to guard. You're fucking stupid if you think that kid's going to play guard over McGovern. You're fucking stupid. Smart Smith will start guard this year. Who will start? Who? Smith. The new Smith or Tyron Smith? I think you just being fucking stupid. That's what I'm saying. This is going to be one of those situations like a Taco Charlton with a Taco Charlton and TJ Watt where you took a guy who you thought was this or that you thought you needed and you left somebody who's a playmaker. I like Again, it. we don't know who Jermaine Johnson is. But I know I watched this kid fight from last chance you to get up to Florida State to work his way to a projected top three pick. What allowed him to slide so fucking far? Who knows? Maybe they found out in the past he a thug. But for what I know, Jerry Jones likes a thug. And what I'm saying, when you lose a guy like Randy Gregory, who, again, you rotated through that defensive line with guys like Armstrong, with guys like Tank, with guys like Gallimore, putting a guy that was a projected top three pick in there is not going to hurt. It's going to hurt you when you got an offensive line now who you have to bring in and possibly try to carry along for two years and develop. Who you have a situation like Connor Williams where you maybe get forced to put him in there before he's fucking ready. We saw what happened to Connor his first two years in the league. Connor was getting demolished, thrown back in the backfield because he wasn't built for that shit. 
This is the same thing with this kid. Again, I watched a little bit of tape on him. When he gets bull rushed, it's not pretty for him. And again, I, I hate bad mouthing colleges because you playing college football is an accomplishment of its own. But, bud, you played at fucking Tulsa. You didn't have these SEC DNs coming at you. You didn't have guys that were 6'7", 250, that ran 4'4s four coming at you. You weren't dealing with that on a consistent basis. Now you're in the fucking league, and, and quite frankly, you're protecting my little brother. So I, I take that shit quite fucking seriously because, again, he's not somebody that we took in the first round to put on the field next year. At least that's what I'm not thinking. Based on what we've seen of our offensive line, based on the fact that Tyre Smith is still here, that uh, that Zach Martin's still here, that uh, now LC is gone, so maybe they're trying to put him at right tackle. But, again, we heard how much they love the other kid. Uh, Steele. Terrence Steele. Thank Still, so that's what we're assuming that you get rid of LC to put Terry still there. So again, you took a first round draft pick on a guy that's not going to play. When all I'm saying is a potential top three guy sitting there for you. So answer your question overall. I think Philly probably had a better draft than the Cowboys, but I just overall, Bill, I don't think Philly better because last year before uh, their defense was average and suck last year. Philly defense, but that offense when they made those draft picks, oh the Cowboys defense was suspect. Uh, Philly offense is way better than Cowboys smacked them. This year, people are saying, oh, they drafted good on defense. Cowboys offense lost a lot of pieces. Watch, Cowboys offense is going to smack them. I don't think Philly is better than them overall team. But, yes, they did have a better draft than them, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's all I said was that they got better. That's all I said. I never said that they were better. Yeah, they got better. 100% Philly got better. They got better in a draft where we got worse. That's all I'm trying to say. I understand we took the guy in the second round from Ole Miss, but, again, that guy wasn't Jermaine Johnson. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like they got better in the draft than we got worse. Man, we're running out of time, so I just want to get to one last thing before we get. We were talking earlier today, and you told me, you know, that Deshaun Johnson was fixing to come up. I mean, excuse me, uh, Deshaun Watson was fixing to come up in front of the commissioner. Of course, they're going to discuss – his suspensions and everything I'll take care of next season. With that being said, Baker Mayfield is another guy that I thought would be moved on draft day. He's still a Cleveland Brown. Does Baker Mayfield start the season as a Cleveland Brown? To my ideal, if I think what the the NFL is going to do to Sean Watson, they're going to give him probably six, six to more games. If they give him six, if I'm Cleveland, I'm keeping Baker there. But also, too, I'm running my offense to make Baker look good for the first five to six games so he can be trade big when Deshaun come back. Or vice versa, if someone, a big-time quarterback or somebody go down this summer, training camp or OTAs, Baker would get traded. So to answer your question, it's 50-50, man. Uh, for sure 50-50. He can be, cannot be. But if I'm Cleveland Brown, I'm holding on to him unless it's a good deal. And that's I think they're just holding on to him to see how – OTAs and training camp go, but for sure now that the stuff that came up with Deshaun and NFL brought him out, I think they might hold on to Baker because if Deshaun gets six to ten games, you for sure need Baker to play. No, I I agree with you. See, like I was sitting there wondering the same thing, and I was like, you know, it it, it all falls on Baker at this point because yes, like you would sit there and think that the Cleveland Browns, yes, like hey, we may have to start these these this season first ten games without Deshaun. Let's go with Baker Mayfield, and again, Baker could look great in the first ten, or he could look like the Baker we've seen in the old. But it boils down like does Baker want to do that? Because again, like you just said, OTAs and training camp. Do you know how fucking awkward of an OTA and training camp that's going to have to be for that man to sit there to take the number two reps behind a man that he knows not going to play for 10 games? And then not only that, I got to get out here and try to carry this man's team for 10 games with just the hope 
that that I play well and somebody wants and to knowing, me and knowing that he's coming back after his suspension exactly. and then for sure you're going to give Deshaun a mini and that's the crazy thing about Cleveland you're going to have to give Deshaun a lot of preseason reps because you know preseason OTAs he's going to in training camp he's going to bear to play in practice so you for sure get him all the number one reps that he can get Baker's going to get pissed because you know he's a baby then Preseason, you got to play him like he's a second or third string guy because y'all look at it. He's been out the game for a year, so you want him to try to catch up with speed, but it was crazy about that. Guys are not playing full speed in preseasons because now the NFL guys are coming to say it's a waste of time. Bro, it's crazy because Baker is going to whine if Deshaun is getting – just say you're doing 100 snaps. You got to get Deshaun 80 because you want him to get back from the year sitting off football. Plus, that's what I'm- you got to give him the game that's- speed. And that's what I was saying. That's what I meant by the fact that Baker's going to have to sit there and just take the number two reps. And that's where I think it's going to get difficult for him, man. Like I said, man, we got so much more that we can continue to talk about. So much more to get into it because, man, football, that's what it is. Continues to give us shit to talk about, man. But, hey, we're back. We're back on track. We're back on schedule. We'll have another show out for you guys uh, at least Friday of next week. So, hey, catch up with me and my guy, Jacoby. I'm Tad Yeah. I got one question before I leave. Yeah, hurry up. What you think about the uh, and, and the Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher thing? I think Nick the Saban I think, came out. Yeah, Nick Saban, Saban. No, I know, I heard it. I think Saban's being a, a, a crybaby, like I said, which is something that we'll say for the next topic because he he's so used to being Alabama and knowing that his his prestige Alabama headset and the fact that you come to Alabama, you're going to win a championship. Used to get him the best kids in the world to come just sit on the bench and wait. Now with this NIL deal and the fact you got guys like Dion who can go out here and get you a million dollars before you even step on the field or vice versa. These kids can stay in beautiful states like California or Florida and we don't have to go to Alabama. And yeah, I, I know I might not win as much in Alabama, but who gives a fuck? I'm making $3 million before I even touch a college field. It's, it's going to be tough for Bama's recruiting. And that, that's all it boils down to. He's, he's not happy. He, did, he didn't have the number one draft class this year. Jimbo Fisher did because, you know, Jimbo's going Jimbo's gonna to get those boys that money, especially here in Texas, especially in the SEC. And, you know, it just looks a little better in Texas than it does Alabama. So, like I said, I don't want to jump too far into it because we'll, we'll be here a lot longer than we need to. So we'll just keep that in mind for next week's conversation, guys. Like I said, man, I'm Tad Prescott. That's my boy, Kobe Lowe. This is You Don't Know Me Yet presents Talking Football. We'll catch you guys next week. Oh, <laughs>